0: Pigeons 420, Mr. Grow It, and Rob from Cannabis Lifestyle TV,
1: from the Stash Podcast. This video was brought to you by VivoSun. Whether you're looking for lighting or any other gardening accessories, VivoSun has got you covered at a very affordable rate. Make sure you check out the AeroLite 100-Watt LED Grow Light with integrated circulation fan using the classic Samsung LM301B diodes, which also is compatible with their GrowHub controller and app. If you're looking to upgrade your garden without breaking the budget, definitely check out VivoSun and use discount code thestash 12 at checkout to save on your order. VivoSun is also doing their best to step up the customer service and the overall warranty process for any of their customers that they're dealing with. Big respect for them for doing that because I know as a home grower, when something happens with your equipment, well, to have a little bit of peace of mind, it's definitely going to help. So again, use the discount code TheStash12 at checkout when getting any VivoSun product for your garden.
0: And a huge shout out to AC Infinity. One of the best, if not the best, in air circulation in your garden. From smart controllers to tents to inline fans. They have everything you need to ensure quality performance of your garden. Consider checking out acinfinity.com and using promo code the stash 15 to help save a few dollars off at checkout thank ac infinity for helping bring us today's podcast to to get into the conversation um uh, it's safe to say that we're all really good at consuming a lot of weed and uh (laughs) i I think that's a great place to start when it comes to consuming um we're we're, just want to talk about uh you know just um consuming cannabis where to get strains as a consumer. And, uh, you know, maybe some of the struggles that come along with it. But before we get into that, uh, YSG, just a little bit about yourself. Who are you yeah. and uh, where are you from?
2: Yeah, so uh, I'm currently uh, in Michigan. I'm near the Detroit area.
3: Hey. You
2: know, I've been chilling around here for a pretty long time now. Uh, got my medical card here back uh, in the early days, 2015, 2016 kind of era. And then, you know, I've been rolling with that. In the recreational market sense, I've worked as a product specialist, bud tender, whatever you want to call it, uh, at a couple different dispensaries, and now I stream full time here on Twitch, just to help everyone who's like entering the uh, the cannabis world, knowledgeable or not, just you know pretty much everything from culture to news to just tips and tricks all that type of stuff because throughout the my experience through cannabis and getting arrested as well throughout that you know you uh you you develop a passion and you learn more about like the community and everything that existed you know before i was even like on the planet <laughs> and it blossomed into this that's kind of my bio wrapped up in a bow and just
3: <laughs> thrown out there Nice. Nice. And uh, I got to imagine, since you're working in the cannabis industry, you're probably similar to us. We have very high standards in what you consume. So oh. I want to ask, you know, right off the bat, like, what do you kind of look for within weed? Are there particular flavors that you look for? And, you know, so on and so forth.
2: Yeah. So I, I know I talk about this a lot with my chat, too. And with uh, cannabis connoisseurs, you know, like the you follow your nose. <laughs> I look for terpenes. Uh, you know, when when I first started smoking... Uh, I was I fell into the THC pit with everyone else. I was like, oh, that's the fun thing. Like, that's what makes everything work. So like, I chased that, and then as I started smoking, I just you you notice a difference. Like, you it's it's like light and day. Like, it doesn't just smell the same all the time. Like, you start picking up. And I fell into the the limamine, uh terpene, the really like lemon. Really, just helps focus really like it's enjoyable it gives them good uplift love the candy type turds like i think it's it's carfile. i'm i'm gonna pronounce some of the terpenes wrong i'm sorry about that you guys are gonna
0: have you're to good, help me good. a
2: little bit but it but as far as I, I i usually like to point toward like aromas and smells um because you know you guys know you get the gassy stuff it's going to be couch locked more you know head high you get the sweet stuff uh, i like how anti-anxiety like a uh, linolo the lavender is a lot. So I look for the social, the anti-anxiety, the more uppity than the couch lock cou- cloudy brain. Like yo bro, <laughs> 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 like I think that 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 uh, tapestry is moving right now. <laughs> type shit. <laughs> yeah.
0: You've been there. You've been there.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But um, yeah, it's just terpenes all all the way. Sweet stuff. Apples and bananas. Red red runs uh what else is a really 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 good one i've heard yeah what was it lemon that's what it was Lemonheads literally smell like literally smells like lemon candy <laughs>
0: yeah right well, I, i i love how it's like you speak to us because we're all growers this is something that we we look for desire when we try to grow these plants out to their fullest um, now the problem is, is we don't have an issue of getting those kind of flavors because we, we can, we can really make it happen as a consumer, uh, especially in a THC based, uh, industry so heavily influenced, how do you find those terpenes? How do you get that flavor and that funk into your diet, if you will?
2: Yeah, <clears throat> usually, uh, when, you know, it comes to a regular consumer, if you aren't, in the caregiving space and you are just kind of like walking into a dispensary a lot of that trust lies on your bud tender like (laughs) rather you want to or not like dispensaries struggle with being able to display the exact um quality of their flower that's in like the prepackaged eighth um you know they're like they might have a bag that they got but it's been opening and you know being thrown around and some put them in light um so when it comes down to that it it really is just trusting your bud tender where like uh if you learn to ask the right questions it can lead you to that um you know like such as like what is new like what did you just like get in the dispensary that's usually something like i would really look for because usually if they just got it in, it's going to have the freshest like terp profile, it's gonna have, you know, like, the freshest, because that's what dies first, right? You know, like, it's the terpenes that you lose first, and then the trichome. you know, they always start to die off, and if, you know, they say, like, okay, this is new, and then you ask, like, well, what have you smoked? Usually, that will tell you their, like, level in the store, so they'll be like, oh yeah, so this just came in, and I just, either I just smoked it, or I haven't tried it yet, or maybe you should do, like, this one, the one that I did smoke, but that is the best way to lead you towards something that would have, like, a high terpene profile that matches, you know, like, a euphoric high that you're going for, is you just talk to the people who are smoking it every day, <laughs> because you can't really rely on on the default display um, methods that a lot of dispensaries have, even ones in uh, deli style, in the, like, glass jars. I mean, they're in glass jars. They're, <laughs> like, under light for... T- like 24-7 and they're being like opened and touched by hands and you know like if you even see that nowadays most time it's prepackaged but yeah just to keep with it. if you want something that you know you want something with the high turp taste and you want something euphoric you really just have to trust your bud tender and and ask them you know like what <laughs> what smells really gassy like what just really hits you in the face like what's really really pungent what's new so and then you ask that And then once you get there, you can ask to see the back of the bag for the harvest and testing date if you kind of want to be annoying, (laughs) which like, I'm a little annoying sometimes. I think that's fair. They might say all these things, but maybe they had smoked it, you know, a little bit ago and they're like, well, it's a new batch. I haven't smoked this batch yet. And it's like, kind of like that. I think I answered the question.
3: (laughs) I think that's a good way to go about it is because I've gone into dispensaries before and. You know, yes, ask the buntender. It's like, you know, what do you have? What do you know? What's on sale? Which I think is another another point. You might want to. I feel like they put the things that are on sale are usually older stuff potentially, or stuff they have in excess of that aren't selling. So you, you might say want say to confidently.
2: Re- you can say that very confidently. Not yeah. just go ahead and say it. It's cool. Or like yeah, it's right. true. It's true. <laughs> Anyone who goes and sees something that's fifty to seventy percent off immediately is going to go home and notice that it's either a trash or b expired. It's, it's yep. just how it is. Like most dispensaries don't just give you discounts out of the kindness of their hearts. I hate to say it, but like it's something's usually something's just usually up. And
3: yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's why I think it's good when you mention that, uh, you know, ask for something new, like what's new out there and, and, and whether or not they've consumed it or not. I like to ask my buntender, like, what have you tried? What do you like? Because usually mm-hmm. they'll, they'll go straight to what they like and that's usually like really good. Like anytime I've bought a bud tender recommendation of something they've tried and then something they really like, it might be mm-hmm. priced a little bit higher than some of the other things, but it's been very flavorful. Effects mm-hmm. have been really good. So I think that was you know, a great recommendation to definitely ask the bud tender what they like. You know.
2: Yep. Yeah, and absolutely. I want people to remember that like, if your bud tender tells you that they haven't smoked anything yet, or like, don't smoke things from here, or like, give, say any, because there are butt tenders who don't, like, who don't smoke the product at the store. They're very knowledgeable, but like, sometimes they don't. It's okay to ask for someone who has, like. It's very okay if, like, a bartender says, like, oh, I, you know, like, I don't, like, because there are bartenders who don't smoke. They're like, okay, yeah, like, I don't smoke. And it's like, okay, well, would you mind if I could be helped by someone who does? <laughs> I okay. know that seems like an insane thing, but, like, i it's, it's just a thing. It's it's the thing. It's a thing.
1: Well, a lot of places that's it seems fair. like to hire, like, Abercrombie models to be able to run the places, depending <laughs> on where you're at. And, like, they know nothing about anything. I've got, yes. we do a show on CLTV called Dank Deezer Booth, and we've gone to a lot of dispensaries. <laughs> we've only had one that's been dank. One and we gave One. them a, a boo initially. That, that was what I was telling you before the show. Is so Franklin Fields. We gave them a boo for the first. It was just no yeah. fucking flavor, no smell, no nothing. Potent, yeah, we um, but nothing.
2: Nothing, nothing. We we banged them on my stream for that. Uh We did the cannabis cup people's choice for Michigan uh this year, and Franklin Fields did the pink cookies, and it, you know it's a wedding cake phenotype, and it was just. The terps were not there at all. Like, See,
1: and well, the problem is the market's buying THC for some reason. Yeah. And it's because here in Michigan they test; they only have to test these things, uh-huh. so they're going to uh-huh. display the things they have to test. But realistically, the terpenes and the specific family or category that these cultivars fall into—that's what people are going to be looking for. So okay. when me and Trey went over there and tried other stuff they had that wasn't like. Main display stuff. It was fucking fire. I'm like, damn, this is what you guys need to put out here. But it's lower (laughs) THC. It's like twenty percent, seventeen percent.
2: The terpenes are so high and like unique that it it just hits different. It just hits different. The
1: entourage effect, you know.
2: Yep, and I've. I've tried to tell a lot of people that will come in to just, like, when I was working as a bartender, like, when they came in, if they were looking for just, like, straight THC, like, eu- euphoric effects, they didn't really care about the taste, they didn't really care about, like, being uppity or social or or having anxiety as an athlete, they just didn't care. I would try to encourage them to go to extracts. Like, I-, I would usually be like, yo, I feel like a lot, the way to stop the THC craze would to be to make somehow concentrates less like like more approachable and maybe like not as expensive on the retail market like the only place i've ever found affordable like quality concentrates is in like the caregiving space
0: yeah yeah, we yeah. get we get ours we get ours from from a gray market source as well generally speaking because i'm in canada so i don't fall under the same what? market as yeah as 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 everyone else here but yeah, generally speaking, if you want good quality, affordable, well, really anything, you're you're yeah. getting it from the, you're you're getting it from the gray market, unfortunately.
2: Yeah. Well, but
0: thanks. fortunately, unfortunate I, I think it's a fortunate thing that there's still a market that exists. It hasn't been totally exas you know, exacerbated or or mm-hmm. exhausted or terminated or eliminated, that's the I'm looking for, by the government, you know, by policy mm-hmm. and regulations. So so there is something that exists there the the problem is is that it's so heavily regulated up here that you know it, there's just there's a market and that's that's what they're driving for and that's really how that thc market exists is mm-hmm. because everything else is just unknown nobody knows about it mm-hmm. because nobody's been able to spread the word
2: yep I, i've seen some dispensaries that do take a but they're usually medical only dispensaries that will take the terpene profile approach um loom has has taken that even though they do include it's weird they'll they'll say indica and sativa and then they'll include the exact terms. and i'm like if we could just get rid of the indica and sativa part (laughs)
0: then we're perfect yeah (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you're right yeah you're right it's another part of the conversation relevant relevant anymore it's it's it's, it's frustrating and in us as grows is saying the same thing we hmm. do see some growth characteristics that are still still um you you can argue um Um, fall in line with indica and sativas Um, but generally speaking outside of that and with training and environmental conditions those characteristics are lost within Mm -hmm. hybrids anyways so
2: literally it was it started as like this little poisonous seed in the retail market because owners the the training programs at least for the company that i've worked for are not very in depth, and they are teaching like bud tenders. No matter like what knowledge they had beforehand, that there's an indica and a sativa. <laughs> and I understand it would be it was easy in the beginning because like people who are new to the industry or like new to smoking, and now all of a sudden there's a dispensary in their area. You know they're not gonna want to look at you know beta beta pinene and, <laughs> and limonol and like all this stuff. They are want to be like, no, I want uppity. So it was an easy way for like the retail market to separate it but it's just become to a point that everyone's like oh okay sativa's uppers indica's downers that like the 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 fact that it's just depending on where they were grown <laughs> is completely yeah, lost world. and so if they if if normal retail companies could teach the new bud tenders coming in and then the veteran like pretty much like cool people who have been around in the industry and wanted to work for uh for a legal licensed you know like recreational business they can help teach that like yeah man like it's okay to to point unexperienced customers that way but you have to like you know emphasize to them that this smell or this taste equals this instead of like don't just go for sativa wherever you go like it's not gonna happen
1: (laughs) that's and that's i think the the thing where the market's getting more educated and it's gonna get to that point where uh, i've quoted him three times today a guy todd mccormick me and pigeons talked to a while back he was talking about you know, basically, all cultivars fall under like a, a crayon box, so to speak. And you could have the bland crayons of just red, yellow, green, blue, or all the subset categories, so to speak. And almost every cultivar can fall underneath these categories, but people don't know how to shop for these these crayons, so to speak, because we don't have them categorized that way. Indica, mm-hmm. sativa, you know, THC, these things that don't give you the actual entourage effect, the actual uh, thing that we're looking for. It doesn't really reach your endocannabinoid system. And I feel like once the market can educate the, that people were distributing it to us by purchasing Mm. properly. Everyone who comes in is asking this stuff. So they're like, oh, wow, our bud tenders don't know shit. We have to teach these ones. And some are like, whoa, these guys are geniuses. They've been selling terpenes for years. It's so
2: crazy. It's it's just just what happens when it became recreational. You're going to get the people who had an interest that, like, want to learn, which, like, I would, you know, I didn't know shit. Like, I had my medical card, but, like, I didn't know anything until, like, I became a bud tender and a couple of the girls who had been, like, you know running this shit from <laughs> the get-go or like okay this is what's really going on and i was able to like you know the next company i worked for they pretty much contradicted like all the information i learned beforehand so i had to like go out and like pair the stuff i've been studying before with what they told me and they told me and it's just it gets a little all over the place and just, oh, it's so frustrating we're, we're
0: very we're very fortunate that we are like we are like um, uh, you know, uh, an un- an outlier in terms of our expectations for the product that we seek out, because generally speaking, and I might be maybe exaggerating, and I don't want to, I'm going to say seventy percent, if not more, the market it doesn't care, doesn't care. They're 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 we 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 often compare it to beer. uh yeah. in terms, I'm drinking when someone when someone goes to. To the beer store and they grab a beer, they typically go for the same thing that they've gone for over and over and over. Is it because it's amazing? Is it because it's the best? Is it because it's no, it's just the same thing that they've gotten over and over again. Someone new to beer might not want that overwhelming, dark, hoppy, nasty taste, or they do. Or somebody that walks in might not that, you know, they want a lighter, in my opinion, the majority, they want a lighter, just average tasting yeah. beer. They don't want it to smack them in the face. They just want something to get them through a nice hot day. I think the same things with weed, you know, Karen yeah. walks into the, or Mike uh, walks into Whoever. the dispensary that hand in hand, and then they're looking for some kind of product. Generally speaking, they're, they're just looking for something to just satisfy maybe a Saturday night or a Tuesday afternoon, and it, the market hasn't shifted enough where it's like the consumer is looking for that high quality product, or not even high mm-hmm. quality, just the taste. It's not even, and, yeah. and it's not a fault of their own. It's that through natural mm-hmm. selection, it's not there. It's not there. Those, those, those yeah. incredible. Now, again, I'm in a highly regulated state in Canada. So it's like, we open our stuff. It's been pr- overprocessed. It's been overhandled. It's in a plastic, white medical Tylenol container. So it's reacted to the plastic horribly. So it's like, mm. there's just no love and passion in there. It's got no taste. It's got no flavor. You open up the book. It says Sativa hybrid THC CBD done.
2: I don't think it matters wherever you are. Like, if there is a recreational even, like, or, like, m- like medical market, anything that, like, a walk-in store has is, is processed to shit. And it's also, and, and to your point where you said, like, how, like, 70%, you know, like, just, like, I have a random number, be like, don't really care. The amount of, like, upper management and the owners of these big, like, multi-state operating, you know, like, freaking <laughs> stores have never like smoked before. And I, I I completely understand bringing in people of other skills that can help the business grow without having to smoke. But like, if you're in charge of, of operating with the product, then you should have smoked at some point. Cause you'll go, like I said, when you go into disposal, I don't know about you, but how many times I've gotten just scammed. Like I'll pay a decent amount and then I'll open the prepackaged bag. It will look nothing like the display and it's just this old, crumbly, disgusting mess.
1: Yeah, it's Donald
0: Trump. <laughs> Like any good dealer, they sifted through their bags, grabbed the best ones to show you, and then mm-hmm. that's just how it is. And yeah. then when you open your bag, you got these tiny little like oh my god, non existent buds. Yep
2: so I, I actually like on, on that point you know like i very recently have like really found out how to find per actually l- let me back up a little bit how would you guys define like define exotic flower because <laughs> look there's you know there are so many different like terms and i know it's usually just used as a spice word you know like here and there but like how do you really go and find you know like a first batch like this is the first phenotype first drop like this is the freshest you're gonna get it like how do you go about like what do you consider that like an exotic how do you go about finding those exotics because for me it's just been instagram
3: chris <laughs> number,
0: yeah chris is number one in the exotic weed over here let me tell you go ahead oh
3: yeah, yeah it's used as a hype word i mean i know yeah, yeah. Speaking exactly. kind of in the, the the cultivation side of things it's like People use it in their, their titles and, and thumbnails, you know, they they list it off just to get clicks. You know what I mean? But what is it really? I mean, you're, you're asking a great question. Like, is it actually anything different than normal stuff? Thick-ass glass. They sent somebody over there, nine and a half inch super slit donut dual armor cycler? And this dab rig is awesome. I love the functionality, and its small size makes this piece super easy to transport around. They have a huge selection of glass, such as bubblers, bent necks, beakers, straight tubes, and so much more. Check out their website at thickassglass.com, and you can use the discount code THESTASH for 25% off any of their products.
1: Well, if you look at like small batch you know, craft base, so if, let's say you're getting one that prime example again we'll use Franklin Fields coincidentally wearing the hat so you go in their garden and you'll look at one side of the room looks like small ass little buds and the other side is these fucking monsters well the monsters seemingly sell like crazy but these little buds over here are super dank I mean crazy dank but supply and demand don't match so that small batch that is extremely like rare so to speak because you're not going to see it as often I'd put that more under the exotic side because it's like Mm. you won't see this often this is a rare one to have it's like having a rare thing of scotch that you've had from like way back in the day as where like what you can see everywhere. I don't care if everybody has the same purple weed. It's like, it's not, it's, it's not exotic at all, it's normal. This is yeah. the regular shit that everybody has. You know, I'm seeing the same yeah. stuff everywhere. Nothing, mm-hmm. nothing unique, everything's purplish, everything's covered mm-hmm. in trichomes. Problem is, is once you crack it open, it's flat as a 1980s ass, just nothing there. <laughs> so like my frustration comes where the container is like this with a little pivot in there and you could squeeze the sides and- and kind of get a smell. And you don't really know, like I need to crack it open a little bit, even with stuff mm-hmm. I've harvested and it sat there for a minute, shake the jar up a little bit, you know, sometimes you I'll crack still a nugget. get and like, a little bit
2: of
3: the.
1: Yeah. You can't really do that. You know, certain places that mm-hmm. can open the containers and waft it at you, or they have a sea vault or something like that, that helps. But otherwise you don't know based on look ever. So it's so yeah. hard with a lot of these dispos. It's like never had the food, but everybody says it's great based on what? Cause the burgers presented well.
2: Yeah. Like, um, mm-hmm. a good- The cherry poppers, right? The, um, you know, like, the super, the super dope that, uh, did the collaboration with, you know, like, Fear of Booth, Booth, and then eventually they found somewhere in Michigan to, like, grow this genetic. Like, obviously it's gonna be so different (laughs) from where it was, but, like, um, you know, they peg it as... Exotic because they're like, okay, it came from California. Therefore exotic and it could be we smoked it and like the terps were kind of shit It's been in the bag for over like three months And it was just like it, it, As far as like exotic I feel like uh, as the industry has like Kind of grown and people are realizing that like the exotic is more used as a hype word it, It's almost taken on like okay the small batch that was, like, grown by the original breeder that's, like, pretty much only given out to, like, a weird secret drop on Instagram. Because, <laughs> you know, like, as an average consumer, I was, uh, you know, I was so tired of having to go to dispensaries and, and you know, I, w- but I still wanted to get some of the, the fun stuff that I kept hearing about, like the the cherry poppers. I'm like, damn, like, I want to try that. And so how would, you know, you go about, like, even with Franklin Fields, like, obtaining that, that, like, first grown batch? Like, how how do you learn that? Is it just by, like, following the growers on Instagram? Like, do you, like, how how do you go about finding, like, those exotics, so to say, like, small batch grows? Do they just throw it away? Do they give it out? What do they do?
1: Well, this should be a situation I think about. More on the dispensary side, because like, I mean, in mm-hmm. their side, they've got botanical company too. So they're able to control display, which we're working on something with them where we'll have like a CLTV stamp of approval of dankness because not right. everything, not everybody agrees with everything, so to speak. But mm-hmm. like in a case of knowing what comes first and what's fresh, I think in the the home grower world, we're actually looking at what's been cured longer and what's been grown and dried longer. So it's it's hard, but from the consumer side of things, it's what's been packaged, you know, the least amount of time sitting, so to speak. So it's mm-hmm. like if the, the dispensary with shelf shit has like fresh batches, boom, this is a fresh batch shelf. This one's a little bit older, so it's cheaper. The longer it sat here, the cheaper it is. And then you know that consciously, the consumer makes the decision that they're going to get the lower cost batch. I mean, I've known people for years back in the street days, will say, who will get the brick over some decent mid, or will instead of getting the, the good quality chronic, they'll find some outdoor shit. And I'm like,
3: mm-hmm.
1: okay, but, like, but it was cheap. <laughs> I got two ounces for this. I'm like, all right, I'm like, whatever.
3: okay.
2: <laughs>
1: if you're happy. Yeah. That's
2: know? what you're
1: looking for. Yeah. yeah I, I, I think feel like the th- exotics
3: though is the same thing it's like I got those exotics, I got that chronic, I got yeah. those, bugs. I've got yeah. that hydro. Now hydro, we know that is it's a way it's grown, <laughs> but back in the day it was like used as a hype word, right? So yeah, I like right. all I smoke is drone.
1: Like you smoke stuff that's only grown hydroponically? Like why what does that make a difference? <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> I don't know, but <laughs> like now gas, gas is the new shit. Everything's gas. But oh it's never gosh. really yeah. gas. <laughs> Oh my God, I hear right, not a- only oh, chirping, you know, it's fucking just loud. I'd rather have it loud be it because oh, he smells like damn. That's right. Yeah, that's not we've, gas. we've mentioned it's that before. Out. Gas, gas is not a it, it's
0: not a term to describe like the the power of mm-hmm. it. It's to describe the smell. It's the diesel. Mm-hmm. It's the fuel. It's the nastiness that you're getting from that that mm-hmm. smell. You know, the term exotic. I had to quick Google when you guys weren't looking to just sound smart for a second, but exotic. <laughs> Um, is essentially something that's coming from either another country or it's something that's interesting uh, or, or something that's uh, uh, different in an interesting way. Mm-hmm. And I think if you were to apply that definition, which comes from, I'm sure, Oxford, because that's where my sources <laughs> uh, <store she> <laughs> are. Thank you, Google. Uh, yeah, right. Um, the, the, if, 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 I have access, or I don't have access, I've had access to Holland's Hope, something that comes out of like the nordic region there's your afghans that are going to come out of like your uh, eastern uh, uh region uh you know uh, there, there are going to be some exotics that come from other countries to here so that's one description um I, one to which i do not hear used so it's typically set like used as just exotic in terms of uh, a hype as we've described but the term that i'm excited about or at least i would entertain is the one that's different in an interesting way and i think that like if 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 again i, I love to use chris as a as as an example because that's my boy he's got a he's got a string called chill out og and it's one that n- maybe what two three other people i don't know how many other people have it yeah because it's, but you know, it's in my opinion um i would argue that that's exotic it's an exotic mm-hmm. strain because you can't get it anywhere and it's, it's one that if was, you know, pretty exclusive. Now, is it any good? I think that's <laughs> left to be determined by be determined yeah, right. yeah, yeah. it's, a, it's subjective, um, but exotic, perhaps I could argue. So, you know, uh, you know, I could get on the fence if someone, but I need to be
1: convinced it's exotic. Well, that's If I weird. may, this, this in today's day and age, immediately people would just say, I got the Zaza's. Right, immediately, oh, just because it's purple. No, just it's purple. <laughs> just it's purple. Now, once upon a time, that was the case. Once upon a time, purple weed was rare. It'd be rare when you'd see some shit. People would buy just because it's purple. But nowadays, like all of the new cultivars, seemingly get those hues. Like, mm-hmm. uh, fuck, winks orange Aid purples out, orange Aid. not purple anything, not just GDP or perps and stuff. And this is a um, gorilla. Gorilla butter, I believe. Yeah, it's uh, white truffle is the cut, so it's so, it, it's known sorry. to have that color, but it's not. It doesn't make it exotic per se.
2: So, what do you think? Like, has made um, just bud more purple because usually you can like on that note how you know like more stuff like but almost all these different strains nowadays are purple was there like a specific strain you know like i don't know like granddaddy purple or Runts that has just been spread around so much at this point that like all these different phenos are just gonna be hella purple or or, like that's just it Selective breeding
3: (laughs) selective breeding they're looking the breeder is looking for that trait and mm-hmm. they're basically bringing it out in each round, and they're doing some sort of, like, uh, you know, typically it's inbreeding to where they're stabilizing that strain to bring out that trait every single time. So
1: That's all uh, this is just genetics, that. yeah. This is literally just genetic traits on this. There's nothing special. Like I, That's why I don't look at it like it's special. What would make it exotic is that it's a particular cut of phenotype that's highly sought after, but now everybody's got it. I see it at every fucking dispo, and I yeah. see them pushing it here, there. It's like it's everywhere so it, it's it's like i think it's no runs, longer you know, exotic like, anymore
2: <laughs> like runs used to be exotic you know sure. like when that first came on it was like if you saw runs it was like holy you you needed to get it wherever the hell it was but like now it's <laughs> it's like one of the most common. saturated <laughs> yeah every, everywhere, everywhere everywhere
1: everywhere i don't everywhere. see in in michigan you may remember potentially depending how far back i'm 30 so i'm getting to be an og i guess i'm learning this now not to the ogs they don't consider me that but i'm getting there <laughs> this um, young man over here young like. young <laughs> But there was this pineapple train wreck that was everywhere for a while. It was fucking everywhere. Like you couldn't get somewhere without somebody having it. It was crazy. There was, like five or six cultivars that everybody had. At one point, it was crazy and highly sought after. But once everybody got it, it was like, who cares, man? It's not that big. it's like, yeah, gelato, all these particular (laughs) ones that were hyped, the Gorilla Glues. Once everybody had it, it was kind of just like, Mm -hmm. if you just grow for yourself, it's different. But if you're going to the Dispo, or you're trying to search for something why would you get this you know companies versus this companies when it's all ice cream cake which is hot right now and all fucking all these same ones that everybody has so I you could argue more to individuality in the phenotypes and how it's grown and pr- presentation and packaging you know that's going to be a big difference maker in the future maybe not right now but of
0: course like. it is if you yeah, if, the face the face right <laughs> like if you can get if you can get Wiz Khalifa on your weed if you can get snoop Dogg to brand it if you can get martha stewart bless her soul to to to, to
1: approve your weed you know that's that's no, gonna I'm get ahead. saying that i'm saying about quality packaging where someone's like "Ooh, they keep their shit in those little shitty bags still mm. i, do, I, I agree with you part.
2: on that i mean you know, i agree with you on that like the the hype art on packaging, like people are starting, it's not really trapping a lot of people anymore because they've bought a shit bag at this point. <laughs> people, yeah. and so they're like, "Yeah, no, I don't." If you go on, there's a there's a a really big rec dispensary. You go on their weed maps, you look at the reviews for all of their labeled exotic strains. All of them are like one or two stars because <laughs> all, all these people are like, "Yeah, this is shit. It was dry as hell." <laughs> and so yeah. I do believe that uh, the actual like. Brands who put more work into being able to sus- to plan for the flower to sustain its potency through testing, like that's gonna have to be like something that that is adapted, you know, at some point. But another thing we need to do is, you know, like all the plastic <laughs> that's yeah. used too. Oh, it's man. it's that's just ridiculous. oh my god! It's like really, it's really, 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 really. It's just really bad. Well, really, Out in California, really
1: you saw so many tubes just this, the just fucking tubes everywhere.
2: Like, oh, yeah, it, it should
0: be the, cheaper. The statistic is ridiculous. In Canada, we've got child proof everything. Every, you can't just open a Ziploc bag anymore in half. It's got three sides to it, a, a Morse code, and you got to do some kind of oh. rain dance before you get in. It's incredible. Um, Dude, but the thing great. is, they're saying they're saying that, that is, you uh, have to
2: cut your finger and a drop of blood has you to drop blood, on the yeah, and a seal did. appeals appears it and it opens. <laughs> so you understand.
0: So you understand. Yeah. Uh The the thing they're saying that it's like six, seven grams of plastic per gram of weed. It is. Oh it God. is death. It's ridiculous. It's so
2: fucking dumb. It's a, it's what it's is this? Criminal. It's it's criminal.
0: Criminal. This is again <gasps> a Chad Brad industry where they're just think, like, well, nobody what nobody was giving it to you in a room in a sandwich bag, just a year you know what
1: I mean? Rolled up <laughs> st- in a, in tin foil balls,
0: man. Oh well,
1: and one God, thing, maybe it's just what like from, from here to at least California, the ones that I well, and even in Vegas, the ones that I saw like the really craft brands team, seem to use glass more often. Yep. But I got to believe yep. the cost is higher, so then the big companies are like, nah,
3: we we're not doing that.
1: that. Yeah. We're doing plastics cheaper, so they're a not thinking the about the earth; they're thinking about profit margins.
2: Yep. They're just gonna look for the profit margins. They don't give a shit about the flower because they are not like connoisseurs themselves it's
0: just kind of frustrating Hmm? sorry
3: go ahead go ahead
2: oh i I was just gonna say i wish it would be easier for people to find um caregivers micro businesses like it's like the amount of like to play it is now like (laughs) to do to like like that type of shit is just so infuriating it's just just and that's and
0: that's how the entire canadian market was created it was entirely invested by chads and brads Karen's and the Karen. <laughs> half our chats like <laughs> you yeah. chats and good brads, but the shitty chats and brads. <laughs> we're talking it, to you. We're not talking we're talking the bad ones, man. Just like the good cop, bad cop. Uh no, it's just the, the problem is you you they need the, the cannabis industry needed needed money. It came from everywhere. It came from tobacco, it came from alcohol, it came from you know Wall Street, it came from everywhere, and none of these people are from Emerald Triangle. You know, none of these people are from California, none of these people are from British Columbia. You know, it's like these are the people where weed exists and it has and it's in it's, it's 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 integrated into the culture. And that's what's been missed. So pay to play is what's running it. And but that's that's what's running out because people are becoming educated, as we've mentioned, that, that shift is happening where it's like, Oh, I can get high and enjoy it. Oh, I don't have to, <laughs> I don't have to be like, oh. Every time or, or, uh, you know, some people don't even get high because they're just smoking, you know, grandma's side hustle, you know, it's just like, you know, there's, there's people out there and there's a, there's a weed for you. And I think as, as these craft shops start to break into the industry and, you know, they can show that, you know things don't need to be over manipulated things mm-hmm. don't need to be over hyped. you know you can get away with just a small label and a name on it and an established in 2020 label you know that that'll win that'll win you don't need half naked women you don't need you know this <laughs> over the top uh, uh, uh artwork like it's just i'm it's, not gonna uh, lie
2: though it did work on me once the it did work on me in. once uh, Where? it's Where the cla- it's the most classic you know like trick in the book man i mean it caught my eye at the word cherry on it i was like "Fuck it i want to try No, well, i get but, it
0: i'm my reference was the bill uh or sorry the uh bolzerian uh the, oh. the ignite reference but uh well, yeah because it didn't work it didn't work that's the thing you know what i mean is is yeah, now yeah. we're starting to see through it we're starting to see through it you need more than that and uh it, it helps as and i hear hell. in my ear right there. I'm not I'm arguing like, that so. sex sells that's that's science well so does Brian. <laughs> he said we're seeing, science. we're seeing through it as a consumer that's yeah that's, that's true
2: I mean people who smoke a lot yeah like I mean like the cherry poppers for example I've been rec- I've been saying it a lot because like it's what we literally just smoked yesterday and just happens to be a good kind of like mid-exotic example <laughs> um but like you know it had good names on it so like that paired with the overtop packaging I was like holy fuck dude have you guys seen the packaging
1: Uh-oh.
2: okay now wow I, hang on we we'll give me one second here
1: See that's Wait, a brand. I love, it. Branding, I love it. it. Branding can sell.
2: So this is what I'm referring to. <laughs> oh
1: my oh, god! Yeah.
2: Is that what
0: it? Was that the one you fell for? Hold on, hold on. Damn!
1: I'll, I'll take that. TV. TV is pretty yeah. interesting. <laughs>
3: uh. so
2: like, yeah, what I'm saying is, you know, like, okay, this is super dope with with you know, like Fear of Boof, and you know, Fear of Boof usually works with a lot of you know, like just hearing that name like anywhere, and in like high tech, it's like, oh, okay, well, we got some good names about it, but. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I, I I thought it would be great, even though. Both, I looked at the heart. Let's see. The testing date was three fourteen, twenty twenty two, and I smoked it yesterday.
0: It's so, not good.
2: It was not. I mean, the inside was fine. It was, but it it was like okay, well, I'll, it I'll was only three. twenty per twenty percent of its potential. Like you know, uh, I feel like if I would, if perfect. I had really gotten it, that's like strange. I yeah, it's fr- it's so frustrating because I know I paid full full price for it too. <laughs> <And you didn't
1: laughs> 20% there on there, you damn it. Know, I'm like, it God, I was supposed to hit. <laughs> that's the downside is, and then you don't know until you get it. You know, when I first was able to get in the game, so to speak, it was like 2008 when I got my card and the dispensaries were, a lot of them are caregiver based. People were buying Mm -hmm. from caregivers so yes. i rarely oh, had well, situations it wasn't dank it was always it was fire. so
2: great it, the early just medical market like that the only problem back then is like whatever strain name was on that bud was not true
1: <laughs> yeah that's yeah, yeah it was all hype, they lie but like, <laughs> yeah. this is green crack this is indy 99 and it's never that they but didn't it was make still good that's exotic weed yeah exactly
0: on the top? <laughs>
1: came from where mm-hmm.
0: not <laughs>
1: But it just shows like we're in a different market now where the branding and consumerism has been infiltrated into this industry by other industries because they've been hired and brought in by the investors. There's more and more of these people from totally different markets. Like you were saying, they don't consume at all. They find interest in it. But I know there's a guy in Florida who's like a former politician who's got a bunch of money and stuff. And he totally was against cannabis at one point, but now he's Mm -hmm. all in. And these are the people who then are going to get their buddy from Microsoft or some car company to come and take over you know the marketing side and all this weird shit and it's like what they're not even speaking to our audience they're speaking to the wrong people you know and that's what the problem is but then the educated market we we kind of like boycott it by going elsewhere so to speak but the problem is is everybody else who comes in as tourists to michigan or in las vegas or places are like let's go to planet 13. Let's go to yeah. Gage in Grand Rapids, or let's go to the cookies place. I
2: about Gage.
1: No. And, and it's just not good. <laughs> and it's mean. that's the problem, is they start. get it, and they're so upset because the flavor is not there. The flavonoids, no. the terpenes don't exist. And they probably weren't there in the beginning, because most of these cash croppers just grow big yielders that test high. Mm-hmm.
2: The, the, only, like, the only, like, big, at least in Michigan, like, big kind of, like, corporate, like, brand that um like I know people that literally like were in like the illegal market and ended up like going there it's just a good example of how like they could have shitty corporate tactics but good blood was like you know like the guy who started Pleasantry is completely vertically integrated but like he literally brought his grower that had been growing for I don't know how long and so like he's in charge and this grower was like some fire shit (laughs) like their apples and bananas phenotype was like better than cookies it just it just was and um so it kind of like sucks that a lot of the big like multi-state operating like places all sometimes all they have to do is pick up like one guy that you know had got arrested and like put through the ringer because of this useless like war on drugs who knows what he's doing and like literally pay him shit to make good phenotypes and it's just
1: well then that company goes against him and his buddies and says hey we're gonna try to make it so you caregivers struggle like yeah. that, that's the problem. Exactly. is that Not only do we exactly. have that, they're anti-growers. So they come in, they try to corner the market. They grow some it's of like those. You were you things. were us,
2: bro. Like yeah, you, you were, were us. us. What, what are, are you doing? Of
0: biggest, <laughs> some of the biggest advocates to our our progression are the people that started where we are and got a little higher, and now we're trying to shit on everyone underneath Make sure to no one keep there. what they have. It's 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 disheartening, but people are seeing through it. People are seeing mm-hmm. through it. That, that can't happen behind closed doors. Our community. You know, is is not dumb. It's no. we, we we are we we keep close knit and we communicate. Well,
3: well the I
1: problem is, is like I said, the Karen's and Darens who come in to buy shit who've never gotten a you know any this is the first time consuming, and they're like, I'm gonna buy some gummies and a cartridge and a pre roll. And they buy just based on the name or the branding, and they get and garbage and afloat. then and they, they think they're it's that. like if you've never had a good steak and all you've had is like Applebee's forever, which, you know, okay, you know, it'll make it, it's all right, yeah. but then you go and have a good one from a steakhouse, and you're like, son of a bitch, what have I been missing my whole life? Right. It can I be know? so
3: frustrating. I think we've all been you know, duped into buying something that we thought was going to be better than, uh, than we, you know, but uh, one thing in particular that we haven't touched really upon is, is this right here, and for those listening on the podcast platforms, I'm holding up a cartridge right now, and when I first started buying cartridges, uh, you know, they were good, real flavorful, then Along came on the market was Distillate, right? Mm, so, so, Distillate, what they do uh, for those that don't know is they strip out all the flavor and then they re add things back in as they choose. But uh, I was conned into buying Distillate and uh, bought Distillate for, uh, I'd say, a short period of time. And oh. it was just hot garbage, uh, <laughs> probably the worst stuff ever. Real, uh, the hive didn't last very long flavor which just wasn't wasn't there at all gives you and a then, headache and then yeah exactly headache and then um you know I heard about li- Live Rosin right the the way that they're not stripping out anything it's basically that they're they're including all that flavor in there and that's the only thing I'm smoking now so like yeah. as a consumer like a lot of people don't know that unfortunately there's about like if you go into a, a Vegas dispensary 85% at least 85% of the cartridges are distal Mm-hmm. And then, so there's a very, very mm-hmm. small percent. There was only actually three live rosin cartridges throughout the whole dispensary. So you have to mm-hmm. really know yeah. what you're talking about, and you have to have the knowledge in order to find that good stuff. So, for anyone who's picked up mm-hmm. cartridges, live rosin is the way to go, in my opinion.
2: Dude, I got this amazing live. It's not a cartridge, but it was like it's this live rosin um, from a recent event I went to here in Michigan. I've been able to find a lot of amazing like caregiver bashes. Which has been super super cool, and like usually you know live rosin is is quite the the, the pretty penny, but like it, a lot of, you you have to like smoke it to understand you know like the the almost like waterfall feeling I, at least I get from rosin versus just the headache like kind of like a uh, almost weird sluggish sick feeling you get from distillate, <laughs> and a lot of people who don't know anything and they they want to try a cartridge like. I mean, they're not going to get the the 75 to $80, you know, gram live rosin. They're going to get, you know, like, the $25, $30 distillate cart. Because all they know is that it has THC, and that's what they're looking for. And this happens to say 90 And it goes down that whole loop. And the amount of, like, people that will come in and just, like, max out their account with shitty distillate to go pass off to people and be like, oh, yeah, it's Fireman. <laughs> to places, you know, it's, it's just i'm That's, not a huge cartridge smoker i i like tried a couple in the beginning and i just don't like it i just don't like them oh, live rosin or not i'm just not a huge as
0: as somebody who does use one it's not about enjoying it it's about <laughs> just getting it when you can um, okay more not, this is okay. pure
2: convenience 100 100%, 100%.
0: 100 okay. 100%. the only time a card ever comes out for me i got i got two i got one in each vehicle the thing is, is because it's like when I'm out with my boy and he's very active in hockey, when I, I'm active with with his with his friends, parents, and we, we, we in socialize and so on and so forth. Um, the best way to be able to continue a conversation without that conversation steering into me smelling like weed is to be able to go outside and to hit that cart and to come right back inside. because it's so easy i can he's the the kid gets out of the car he's getting his gear i i hit it three times before we go and you know i'm set and the reason i say that is because like we're on the go spend four days straight in another in another province or state if you will and it's all for hockey and it's like i don't want to pack my pipe i don't want to bring weed I yeah. can, I can, but it's just, it's inconvenient. It's not
2: preferable. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it's like... Not. Like,
0: Of course, I want to have a huge bong rip, but you know, shout out to thick ass glass. This doesn't fit into my purse. Okay. <laughs> my not... purse is my wife's it's purse.
3: <laughs> it's a exactly...
0: She's not willing to hold this for me. Okay. So, you know, a, a cart comes, it's the convenience a hundred percent every yeah. time. So it's, yeah, it's not
1: something that I would choose, uh, but yeah, there, there's a purpose for it. Well, and the issue we have here and probably everywhere is the distill usually is horrible flour that was turned into distill or rejected it's, flour. You know? And so yeah. it's like it's poor it's pour in, pour out. Like yeah. I don't know, maybe distillate serves a purpose if you don't want any flavor and you're making an edible, let's say. But then the problem is what is the quality of the distill you have. It's shit most times. Because mm-hmm. no one's so, taking favorable product and turning it into distillate. Like they're like, this is great stuff. Let's turn it into distillate. Like that's yeah. the craziest that shit. Why would they do that? It doesn't make that's sense. Not even a thing. You know? Yeah,
2: yeah. No, it's kinda like if you go into a dispensary and you like ask what the best flour they have is, it's like, no, that that's the best thing that they have. You know, like, if, it, if you open it and the best flower that they have isn't that good, know that the trash of that flower is going to be in your
3: cartridge. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the, that's the Just be too, aware. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, that's in Michigan, we've got some licensing going on. I know right now, uh, in, over near Detroit, we've got nice. Ben Wallace and fucking, what's his name, Megatron. Both athletes. I'm confused where their cloud is with weed, but they're getting involved with brands, and they're going to have their own line out. So it's it's this oversaturation is is killing that celebrity endorsement market. The so When there is a good one that comes out, celebrities shouldn't endorse it at this point. They're going to make it look bad. Just smoke it and call it what it is. Just good smoke. Yeah. You know, and like it's just it, more people, more people like us who make content and, and put out the quality companies, I think is very beneficial because then we're pretty critical. You know what I'm saying? Again, I'm working with Franklin Fields now. I shat yeah. on them hard on the first video.
2: Hard. <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I haven't been that nice to them either. <laughs> they've submitted two entries in the past two cannabis cups for the past two years, and I've they've been on the bottom both
1: times. See, and again, it's it's looking at the wrong, like trying to feed the market versus feeding the consumer. You know what I'm saying? The consumer isn't the market per se. The market's a bullshit thing, like the housing market. Like it's a facade that's being put out there by by other people, so to speak. And it's these people who are getting the most out of it who are cool with the mm-hmm. sixty and seventy dollar eights of mids in a blue package. You know. <laughs>
2: It kills me every time because I feel I feel bad for them. Like I feel bad. Like this. Like
0: they don't know. They don't Think
2: about going through dare all your life, and then you take a chance to like smoke weed for the first time, and it's this like mid bullshit. Or or that would be so pissed off.
0: I compare it more to imagine someone who is deaf, someone who has the inability to hear their whole life, and you ask them, what's different nothing 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 is different they they have it exactly like you do you know what i mean they don't know anything otherwise and i feel like that's the cannabis market i feel or like that's 70 percent i'm deaf. talking about that that doesn't know they don't know that you don't have to be deaf you know you have the choice you can what's <laughs> <laughs> so the horrible example go?
2: Eh? So,
0: uh, <laughs> I'm rolling I with you. I think I get it. I think I'm with good good, it's, good, man. You know, I get it. It's like walking
2: in with a blindfold tied over when it comes to it. cannabis. Let like, I get where ear. your earplugs I get you. I get but you. But now you <laughs> can yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But your
0: ears, yeah, blindfold over the ears. You're not deaf. <laughs> My mind neck.
2: went straight to like being blind to the realness. So I was like a blindfold. It is, <laughs> yeah. No,
0: yeah. The blindfold.
1: That's really maybe crap should have been the better, the better. Uh, well, it's analogy. like, you don't know what you have if you've never had it. And so that's, and a, that's usually what the market is. And that's what, and that's what, I'm, and that's we're what I'm saying. Growers, you were behind the scenes. So you were able to see more, not just uh, being the consumer, but in the retail side. So you saw what comes in and you're like, okay. Eh, 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 you oh, know, dude,
2: it I'm I'm not gonna lie. Like I recently left the being being you know the corporate side of things because it literally just got in the way of my morality. Like, yeah. I, like the it literally is just everything wrong in the past with like glitter on top of it. You know, like like it's 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 so like the amount of damaged product, moldy product that like has come back that I've had to destroy. Um, I was working like the amount of flour that I've had to accept that has been given five different names throughout delivery and just been like, okay, I guess this is what it is because it's in this fancy bag. I can't do it. Like, I don't, (laughs) like, I can't just like go around and be like- (laughs) <laughs> Ding dong, yeah. they're lying. Like, I can't.
1: <laughs> these are the places, though, that are going to flourish. Like I was saying, the ones that put in time and packaging and display and how they do it. Once the market's educated enough to shop that way, because then once yeah, they're going to these know. other places, they're like, fuck that. And then no, maybe like, they it, live in an apartment, yep, yep. they can't grow. So, you know, like, what are they going to do? They're going to find a good dispensary if they don't have a caregiver. You know, especially if you're in, like right in Detroit, you're in Grand Rapids, you're in a place like that. It's going to be a little tougher to have a place like a home that you can grow in. So you're mm-hmm. still going to have to find someone to get your flower from or whatever mm-hmm. product.
3: And that's just going to
2: come to having consistency. Like yeah. I mean if you go you go to a di- like the turnover rate for a lot of dispensaries like with that is so low. I can't help <laughs> but laugh
0: when you say it comes down to consistency like what? Like what is consistency when it comes to a dispo? Like please, please. <laughs>
2: you're, you're yeah, I wish. I, you know, I wishful well. Some every now and then you'll have you know like there there are like smaller dispos that are just like hey we're we're this like we're just here we're just in Michigan like. And, you know, we, we grow this, this, like this front strain, like, yes, it's not going to be the same exact high as it was from like the first batch, but at least it's going to have like a consistent, like similar terpene profile. Like it might be more earthy one time. And then like, you might get a little bit more of the sweet the next time, but like, at least it's like that type of consistency. It's not like, Oh, I'm going to go get this sweet strain. Why does it taste like peppers? <laughs> like type.
1: Yeah. Type or why is there no terpenes now all of a sudden? Cause I get it from this dispensary versus this one here
2: yes like that's yes. that's a big
1: issue too because again probably another reason why i had better experience dealing with even the pink cookies is i'm going right to botanical company which is literally connected to the grow so it's vertically it's really vertically wild. integrated it goes to another dispensary who knows how it's treated at that place too so like uh-huh. the bud tenders the, the shipping all these things that go into it it's tough man it's such a tough industry because you can say something's great but then that's where I give so much shit to Burner about the quality control, but then the more we we're talking because I don't know the back end of stuff as much. The more I'm like, man, I could see how sometimes it was great when it left when he then, picked it
0: off when he picked it off the dry rack or out of the cure. It was jar amazing, you know. And then whoo-
1: over time, it just kind of degraded, and the yeah. packaging wasn't as good as what the manufacturer told you it was dispensary didn't have it in the spot like you didn't send them a container to store it in so to speak they've got shelf mm-hmm. space they're gonna put it on i mean and shelf. at this
2: point cookies is so giant like it's literally a worldwide yeah. brand it's like a there coconut. are so many different people handling these genetics you're not going to get an original like cookie strain unless you're in california at this point and that's just the way the rules and regulations work you know like if you're a california business you can't just ship weed to here to sell you have to pair up With a grow house and then you have to like legally, you know, like put your product through the MR or the metric system and then you can like start your grow so it's never going to be exactly what whoever is showing it on Instagram unless it's like a first batch that they're doing a limited drop like right here right now type thing.
0: Yeah. No, that's a very, that's a very good point, and that's something like when you go and grab a a Corona from from the local store in Michigan, and I grow a, grab a Corona from here in Canada, I got the exact same beer. We got the exact same beer. There is going to be no taste difference. Yeah, we don't have that. You're right. Between a lot of it's regulations, all shit—it's—it yeah, doesn't happen. That's that's an incredible conversation. I, you know what? I think maybe we should possibly think about a a, 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 a number two, a second episode, because Woo! you you have dropped some some incredible gems today. Uh, thank you. It's, it's been an absolute pleasure listening to you talk about it. It is so obvious that you are so passionate Aww. about uh-huh. this. Oh, it's contagious, girl. Keep it up. Keep thank, it up. Thank you. Know, you. I mean,
2: that means so much. The, oh, that it, really it, does it's been a
0: pleasure and i know everyone in the chat has absolutely soaked it up if you guys have any questions um where where can they find you where can they find you because we we love checking you out so yes uh
2: yes on twitch i'm your stoner girlfriend and then on instagram and twitter i'm your y-o-u-r 420 gf and yeah that's just that's that's where i chill i'm literally live on twitch every single day so you, i'm, oh, yeah. I'm pretty much here
0: which <laughs> is the place to be for cannabis content lately i'm telling i've been trying to tell everybody <laughs> that this is the place to be chat is getting the link right now it is such oh, a p- nice place to be able to chill and toke without the burden of censorship i feel that we get well, from so many other platforms
2: The audience interaction is like through Twitch and just the cannabis industry, like the one on one conversation you can have is so vital I feel like just in like the cannabis industry because a lot of like tutorial videos or overall documentaries like you still have so many questions at the end or like or like just so many this and that so like if someone just wants to know something because they're going in a dispensary and they happen to be playing a video game and they see someone on twitch they're like oh yo what do you mean Indica and Sativa aren't the same (laughs)
0: like you just
2: say that like you don't have to go through these extra steps of like figuring it all out and then like going through all the shadow bans on YouTube and then (laughs) doing all of that so uh, that i just think is so important on on twitch the again. fact that their censorship is not like super super crazy well, when it comes to cannabis here
1: too like doing uh-huh. fucking great you're live all the time entertaining you're you. educating the people so and again from the consumer side i only can literally list on a couple fingers like highest host yourself Um uh, pretty stoned i can think of other obviously in germany we've got vincent weed not many mm-hmm. people educating the consumer as much as what needs to be out there we're doing a lot for the grower and I've been trying to do more for the consumer, but there's way more. Our trip to California enlightened me. Way more growers here with us in our community. than yeah. We realize they're out there in the world. There's consumers yeah. everywhere else. <laughs> we're, sure. we're in our fucking bubble, and we think like,
3: everybody's a grower. It's like, well, yeah, and there's a, there's a lot.
0: There's a lot of people that are in a legal state. There's a lot of people that can't do any of it. And to be able to come to somewhere like Twitch and to find someone like you and they can kind of relate and just relax and not fear prosecution for something that they adore. And, you know, it's this is the place to be and you know, you make mm-hmm. it, you make it very warm. So I uh, thank you. Well, thank, thank you, you Thanks, we really so much. I really be- appreciate it.
2: It means a lot. My, 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 that means I'm, I'm doing what I want to do and, what, right. and you know, what I want to present is coming across. So I just, thank you guys for that. It. <laughs> <killing it.
1: laughs> well, We normally uh, smoke more after the show, which I've smoked yeah. all the time, but we're I'll roll up a little more.
2: bit. I was waiting. Um, I was oh, waiting yeah. to roll oh,
1: up. Oh yeah. Guys, if you're watching,
0: if sorry, yeah, you if you you're do watching it. this on YouTube, guys, uh, don't forget we do record this over on Twitch live, uh, twice. Every single week, once during the summer summer. It's typically Tuesdays, but it's gonna be Thursdays, 2 p.m. Central, 12 Pacific, 3 Eastern. Come tune in. We're twitch.tv slash from the stash podcast. You can follow your stoner girlfriend over on Twitch as well. Come for a great show, a great smoke session. If you're watching here on Twitch, we're gonna actually stick around for another smoke session. So if you're on YouTube, come check us out. All audio platforms, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Huge shout out to our sponsors. We appreciate you on behalf of Mr. Grow It, R-O-B-C-L-T-V, your stoner girlfriend, myself, Pigeons420, and Wink working behind the scenes.
3: Peace.